Reese, welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today we want to talk about writing stories with low stakes. Mm, what is that? What does this Rachel? mean? So this is kind of like a an a up-and-coming new genre, low-stakes stories. Sometimes they're called cozy stories. Um, it's something I've seen really come up in the last year or two of stories that are easy reads. Um, there's not like huge, the whole point is that there's not huge stakes for what's happening in the story. And um, they are comforting to read. I think they're meant to like take our minds off of the stress of the world and bring us back to like, this is fun and enjoyable and something that we can just sit down and forget about how bad the world is on the outside and like enjoy our nice little book. Um, Mm -hmm. And that we don't need books that like the world is on fire all the time (laughs) in, in our stories. So this new genre, um, in my opinion, really got kicked off with a book called legends and lattes Mm. by Travis Baldry. And literally the title of this book is Legends and Lattes, a high fantasy with low stakes or a high (laughs) fantasy of low stakes. Um, So that's a really common like paragon of this new genre, up and coming genre. Um, There's a couple, there are quite a few that are out now. um, And if you start to like Google the term low stakes books or cozy stories, you'll start to see them come up. There's another one that's pretty popular that gets thrown around a lot. Um, It's called That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon (laughs) by Kimberly Lemming, which I absolutely love this book. However, Kimberly Lemming herself has gone on TikTok or on Instagram and said like um, she didn't write it as low stakes, but it's been labeled that. So um, I wanted to throw that in there because this is still something that's a little fuzzy. Like, I don't think we have a full understanding of what the low stakes genre is. There's not clearly defined boundaries, but people are starting to see this shift towards, can't we just have fun? Like, what is a fun book where it doesn't feel like the world's going to end? Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me, we get this uh, question a lot from folks is like, because we talk about story point, right? Yeah. If you've been listening for a while, if you know us at all, you know we talk about story point all the time, which is the message of your story. And um, we often will get questions from folks of like, well, do I have to? Like, yeah. <laughs> does my story have to like set out to change the world and set out to change people's minds and set out to like do this heavy lifting and like go to these deep places, right? And the question, like the answer is no, it, it doesn't. And I think that you know your book is always going to make a point it's always going to have a message because when you have characters who are making decisions and you give those decisions consequences you're basically saying as the author i believe when somebody chooses to do x then y is going to happen right and there's an inherent kind of message that you're sharing through that so it's important to still think about it but sometimes the message of your story isn't the main point or goal of you writing it yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. you could set out to write a story just because it's fun. And then you, you know, there's a message in there, but like you want to provide comfort, you want to provide an escape, you want to write. There could be a different fuel to what you're trying to um, give your reader as an experience that is like beyond whatever message you're sharing. Yeah. So what you're saying is like we, we, if you wanted to write a low stakes story, you might set out with the goal of like, I just want this to be fun. I just want this to be an escape. 
Yeah. And then it's always helpful to have that driving message behind the story. But it's not like you're making this grand point necessarily. You're like setting out to make this grand point with this message. More so, I want to write a fun book. I want people to enjoy it. I want to like have really cool characters that are doing not life or death things. And yeah. that's perfectly okay too. Yeah. And it's more than perfectly okay. It's just as important, right? Yeah. Like I think we oftentimes really emphasize like your your stories and your books are important because you have something you want to say to the world. And that's true. I deeply believe that. But I also think stories and art are like a human need. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And that goes beyond the the messages that we take away and the things we learn from that art. It it's also like the role that it plays in our life. Like if we think back to God forbid the days of COVID, yeah. right? Like so many of us turn to Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. Downton Abbey and The Office and like all these pieces of art that were you know, held us and held our, the emotional journey that we went through um, just because they were there to escape into, right. Just mm -hmm. because they were there to comfort us. And that is just as valid as, you know, saying something yeah. Um, specific. Yeah. I, I think that's spot on. And like, that's kind of the background of these stories is that they are comfortable and fun and, the world may be on fire around us, but we can escape to these books and enjoy them. Um, and I love seeing that they're becoming more popular. I love seeing that they're becoming really mainstream. Like Legends and Lattes is huge now. And it was originally self-published and then it was picked up by a publisher and republished. And so it, it's really cool to see the demand for mm -hmm. these really important stories because we need them. <laughs> like you just yeah. said, we need them. <laughs> like we're going to fall apart if we don't just have some way to comfort ourselves through story. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be, because we get the question too, like, well, is my story big enough? Is my story important enough? Is it, can it stand up to things like the Hunger Games, which is just so, in the best way, dramatic and like, yeah. you know, are these stories even worth time writing if they don't have these hugely dramatic narratives that are like good versus evil? Yeah. And I think it's so funny. Like if you think of low stakes things, I think, or low stakes art, art rather it's so we give it so much more lenience when it, it comes to like tv shows yeah like there are so many low stakes tv shows yeah. so many yeah um and there's a reason for that, right? Like we we get home from work and we don't necessarily want to be like deep in the drama of Succession or Game of Thrones, yeah. right? Maybe we just want <laughs> uh -huh. to like go escape into the office for a minute or, you know, watch Downton Abbey. That was yeah. my <laughs> – when I was going through – Really, when I was coming out of burnout, I watched all of Downton Abbey and it was amazing. And my husband thought it was hilarious because every time he came in, there was so much drama for like something so small. Like, oh my gosh, the food's not ready. Oh yeah. my gosh, the queen is coming, right? <laughs> and there were episodes in which the stakes were higher than that. But for the most part, like, especially in that first season, the stakes, like, there was the, the drama over such low stakes was so calming yes <laughs> because i didn't feel the anxiety right of like other shows like game of thrones <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i got to just sink into like enjoying 
that, you know, the fun of that. And I think we don't, for some reason, afford that to books in the same way. Yeah. Um, the one that came to mind when we were um, preparing this episode is like romance often has low stakes. Mm-hmm. But romance is also one of the, you know, it's like judged. Yes. Oh, yeah. By patriarchal society for uh-huh. being silly and not, you know, for not being important. low stakes, basically. Yeah. Right. And um, it's like the higher the stakes and the higher the drama when it comes to to books, the better. And I think that that's bullshit, frankly. Yeah. I, I oh, there's so much that I have to say about this right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first is that romance is the highest grossing book genre in the entire world. And so, like, it hugely bothers me when it's, like, judged or try to put down a peg as, like, not as you don't need as to be as skilled to write romance or it's somehow not as intellectually stimulating or, like, it's so interesting to me how, the mental gymnastics that people do to belittle romance as a genre. The patriarchy. Um, the, the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> anyway, it makes a shit ton of money. Like, it, yeah. people buy romance. And it is not always high stakes. It is very often like what you might consider low stakes. And what we mean by that is like the world's not going to end. It's not life or death. Um, But people enjoy it. It's it's so – this is primarily what I read. It's enjoyable. It's escapism. Some are quick reads. Some are not. But no matter what, they make us feel something. And I think that is here my next point that I wanted to talk about. When you were talking about Downton Abbey of like the drama – Low stakes does not mean necessarily low drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still think we can have super compelling stories, like super gripping and like bingeable and readable stories that are not like the world's going to end if my heroine doesn't save magic, you know, like, I, yeah. or like if I will die if I don't solve this serial killer's murder and more people yeah. will die in every in this town there's a reason that i binge read every bridgerton novel in a month (laughs) and it's because they're compulsively like the drama is compulsively addicting like you just can't stop flipping pages even though like these are rich people who are like (laughs) fine if they don't marry right exactly (laughs) like stakes are not high um yeah but that doesn't mean there's not drama. That doesn't mean you're not – you don't get attached to the characters and what they want, right, and, like, get invested in what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, those two things are not – they're not separate. Yeah. And I think that's – I think that's kind of where – this becomes a little gray, a little muddy, a little tough to fully nail down. But low-stakes stories still very much have characters with strong goals. And, like, Legends and Lattes is a good example. Um, I also just recently finished reading it. So it's top of mind. Um, It was awesome. So 10 out of 10 recommend. It was super fun. But, like, this story is about an orc named Viv. So it's high fantasy. Um, Viv was a mercenary. And she has basically been um, working in violence her whole career. And the very opening of the book is her getting basically the last stash like the last loot booty of the most recent mission she's been on and then going to 
a new town to open a coffee shop. (laughs) That's like, I know that's like all she wants to do. She is leaving behind her life of violence to find a new life, a new life of peace to just open a coffee shop and like not worry about killing things anymore. And the whole, the conflict, so to speak, is like, will the coffee shop succeed or fail? Because the coffee in this world is, um, not a common thing. So it's it's very much like, how are they going to open a shop? How are they going to get people? What's their menu going to be? Like the goals that they have in each scene are not like necessarily super exciting, but it's it's like, oh my gosh, I'm discovering what a cinnamon roll is and I'm going to put that <laughs> on the menu. Like it's so fun. So cute. But you care so much. Like yeah. I cared so much about Viv. Number one, because I knew where she had come from. And number two, because I knew what she wanted. She wanted a new life. So as you're wondering, like, what's going to happen to the coffee shop? Are they going to succeed? Are they going to fail? Like, the threat is live. D- is Viv going to return to her whole her old life or not? And there's a huge meaning behind that for us, for Viv as a as a character. So that was what made it feel so, like I felt so connected to Viv was because I understood why she wanted to open the coffee shop and what it meant to her to lose it and yeah. what like what that would be. So even though losing it wasn't going to kill her, like she was going to be fine. I mean, she'd just figure out a new path in life. It would have been really, really sad. Like it would have no. been just like so terrible. The death of a dream. I know. That's exactly it. It was the death of her dream. And not of us want that so we felt i felt very connected to viv um it was it was also like very well written and very well done with like how they expand the coffee shop and like what happens and there there of course are low moments so there were plenty of low low moments um it's also a little bit of a romance so like we had that going for it um but i cared and I think that still is like the goal of low stakes is that you yeah. still care. And the way you care is by showing us what matters to your characters. So we had all of that wrapped up in Legends and Lattes and it was still really enjoyable. Um, very easy to read. And I felt warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And I feel like there's, like we said earlier, there are some genres where this is the people expect this, right? Um, in some romance, there is high stakes romance. Yeah, don't don't, don't get, get it wrong. wrong. Um, but you know, in romance, like this is a this is the kind of thing that you can expect to look for and find. Um, but in certain genres, especially fantasy, science fiction, mysteries, you know, where it's it's not expected, like when when people go into it it's like oh it's gonna be if it's fantasy it must be the end of the world right yeah. like mm-hmm. that's where it came from it's Tolkien like and his the hero's journey power. quest. Yeah. yeah the hero's journey quest yeah like everything has to be life or death if it's fantasy or sci-fi and that's not I just love to see that that people proving that that's a not true and b people will totally read it yeah. right um like Legends and Lattes has done so well so if you're feeling like, you know, you want to write a fantasy story and you just don't really want to make it life or death, it doesn't have to be, right? And that's the permission we're kind of want to give you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, the these stories are 
also, so if I were to tell you, like, here's how you can start developing a low stakes story, I would say really think about what the characters want and why. And I, I almost think this is even more important than in a regular, in a, not regular, but in like a high stakes story. Because in high stakes stories, you have the backdrop of like, the world is ending, of course we care. But yeah. in this, it's like the world's not ending. So we've really got to care. We've like yeah. really got to care about this character and what matters to them. So I'd spend some time diving into that. I'd like really try to understand whatever it is that they are trying to get, like their goals, that needs to be really clear. Um, and there's not a lot of external pushback. Like there's not a huge, like a, a villain or an antagonist. In Legends and Lattes, there was a light antagonist who definitely caused some of the major problems that happened. But the thing about Legends and Lattes was about the challenge of mm. developing this coffee shop, not necessarily fighting against someone. So it was more of like a problem solving mm. where like Viv and her crew had to um, like develop new menu items and like figure out how to get ice and like things that were challenges that could grow the coffee shop. So I, I would ask yourself if my character wants this really strong goal, don't don't necessarily go straight to who's the villain. I would think instead like what are the challenges that they in encounter along the way? And how do those challenges like throw roadblocks in their path? And like, how are they going to get around them? Because you're not going to be fighting to the death. So you can't just go and kill the villain to get over it. Like they have to solve problems essentially. Yeah. And then um, we need to also feel as that character feels. So I would consider putting that, putting all those, all that meaning on the page. So that's like our show don't tell skill. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember if we've done a huge show don't tell episode. I was trying to remember that this morning, and I don't know. We'll I find out, y'all, and we'll we'll make some if we haven't. <laughs> yeah, there's like a. I know we touch on it a lot, but I don't know that we have an exact show don't tell episode. We do though have tons of this on our blog. Yes, so we do. you can go to our blog at goldenmayediting.com/blog. And there's lots of meaning and show don't tell blog posts that we have. Um, what else? What am I missing? I think that's really what I, I was going to say. It. Yeah, I think this episode is really just a hey, if you want to write something just for funsies and you don't really want to make oh. a, a point to the world, you don't have to. That was no matter the, your genre. That was the other part is for fun. So like make yeah. it fun. How can you add fun into this? So what was so fun about Legends and Lattes was that like, so this takes place in a high fantasy world. So they don't have like biscotti for their coffee shop. So their little baker guy like used, like made it up. And then <laughs> they didn't call it biscotti. They called it like after the character's name. But I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh my god, that's biscotti! Like that's, that's so, so cute. cute. So like we, there was tons of fun little Easter eggs dropped in there about our coffee, you know, culture and how that might, you know, play into a coffee shop in a fantasy world and how they might discover, 
you know, um, iced coffee. Like where are they going to get ice if they don't have power? So they have to import it from like the gnomes that live down That's the street. Oh yes. I need so to this, read this. It's I so know, cute. It's so good. It was so good. So like how can you inject some fun into it? Um, and like the time I got drunk and saved a demon by Kimberly Lemming um, was – I really liked it because it was low stakes. It's also spicy romance. So just know that before you buy it, but also 10 out of 10 recommend, but it was so fun. Like there were so many hijinks that kind of happened. Like the characters, the main character had a, a such a funny voice. Like it was just injected with um, lighthearted humor. And of course there's always, you know, the shades of the shades of dark, the shades of struggle, of course. So we don't want to just make it, we want to make it dynamic still, but yeah. Um, yeah. And don't forget to inject fun is my point. Yeah. And fun can look in different ways, right? Yes. If you're like, I'm not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be funny. It can be cute, right? Mm-hmm. It can be cozy. It can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So cool. Cool. We love this. So if this is something you're interested in, I say, go for it. Go for it. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.